Welcome to the Musa Stories Podcast, delivering short, compelling stories designed for children to discuss with their parents and for parents to discuss with their children. Hello, parents. If you like these stories, visit our website for more stories. The website is musastories.com and there's also a a donation page. Hello, kids. Have you heard something neat and exciting about this week's Parsha Balosicha? I've got something. Let me ask you a question. Do children behave well all the time? No, of course not. Don't get me wrong, kids. Each Jewish boy or girl is a precious neshama and a precious body. We adults love you, kids. Each one of you is so special. We adults care about children more than just about anything in the world. We buy you food, toys and games, clothes and toothbrushes, or do you say teethbrush? We keep you safe and healthy. We adults build schools for you and chadarim. We make sure to teach you things that you've got to know when you grow up. But do you always behave? No. So here's another thing we grown-ups do for you. We punish you when you misbehave. Every child is born with a certain crookedness in his or her midos. We grown-ups also had that when we were kids and we got punished. When grown-ups punish you, you straighten out and you become better or you become more humble. And if we wouldn't punish you, you would grow up evil and wicked and bad. So here's another question. What do you do when you're punished? Let's say your mother sent you to your room for something you did wrong. Go to your room. Or your father gave you a patch. Or your teacher scolded you. Stop that right now. Of course you feel bad. (laughs) You probably feel bad partly because you're ashamed about what you did wrong or said. Kids, that's normal. It's a good feeling. That's how you're supposed to feel when you get punished. You can even cry a lot. But then what? Should you get angry at your father, your mother, teacher, principal? Should you think, it's not fair. She has no right to punish me. I did nothing wrong. Never. These feelings could lead you to rebel, chas v'shalom. Never, ever rebel. Not against the teacher and not against your father or mother. A person who rebels against them could come to rebel against Hashem later on in life when bad things happen or things don't go your way. Did you see what happened to Miriam at the end of the Pasha? She got severely punished. But look how she reacted. Well, wait a second. First of all, who was Miriam? She was one of the seven greatest women ever to live. Miriam Hanavia was a prophetess already at age five. That means Hashem spoke to her as a young girl. Miriam saved Moshe Rabbeinu's life when he was a baby. She was Moshe and Aaron's older sister. Just like Moshe and Aaron led the Jewish men and taught them, Miriam led the Jewish ladies and girls and taught them. She had over a million students. And what a tzaddikis! Once in the desert, when there was no water to drink, and Miriam was thirsty, 
Hashem wanted to make a miracle for her, to have her own private water fountain that she could suck water out of a rock. Water was dripping out of the rock, but she refused to drink it. She said, What about everyone else? How can I drink and be quenched when all the other Yidin remain thirsty? Hashem wanted so badly that his precious little Miriam should not be thirsty. But now she won't drink. Miriam won't drink without drinks for everyone else. So in her schos, Hashem made a gigantic wheel of stone crack off a nearby cliff. The wheel rolled over to where the Yidin were camping and dropped down onto its side. From the middle of this dry, stony, cliffy wheel shot out a geyser of cold water high into the air. It came down as a fountain that formed into 12 streams of water. One stream was rushing to each one of the 12 Shvatim. Miriam watched while all of the Yidin drank. Now she was happy. Hashem watched while Miriam drank. Now he was happy. So you see such a big tzaddikus? But she was punished by Hashem. What did she do wrong? She belittled Moshe Rabbeinu. You all surely know Miriam spoke Lashon Hara against Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem became angry with Miriam and rebuked her. How could you dare to speak against my servant Moshe? But that rebuke wasn't enough. Miriam needed something much, much more strict. Her flesh suddenly turned white as snow. She got saras, and everyone knew it. Do you know a big Rebetzin? Maybe you heard of Rebetzin Kanievsky. Imagine Rebetzin Kanievsky getting saras. Huh? Oi, oi, oi. Aaron begged Moshe to do something about it. Moshe didn't care at all about what Miriam said against him. He was so humble. He forgave her, and Moshe didn't want Miriam to have any punishments. So Moshe screamed out to Hashem, Kel no, rifana la! Hashem, please heal Miriam, now! Moshe's tefillos were so powerful. Miriam was healed from the tzaras right away. But, said Hashem, imagine if a daughter misbehaved and her father pulled her over, shouted at her, spat in her face, you should be ashamed to do what you did, and sent her to her room. That daughter would not be able to face her father. She would be so embarrassed, so humiliated, for at least seven days. Let Miriam stay away from me for seven days. My Shechina is in the Machana Yisrael, so she should stay outside the Yidin's camp for seven days. And that's what happened. Miriam stayed out by herself, quarantined for a whole week. Hashem was all ready to travel from that camp right away. You could tell because the Shechina cloud lifted high above the Mishkan. But all the Yidin said, Poor Miriam, let's not leave her behind. We'll wait for her. So the whole nation, every single man, woman, boy and girl, waited for Miriam to be allowed back into the camp. That must have comforted her. Miriam felt a little better. Now, Miriam knew that this whole story would be written in the Torah. Every year, Klal Yisrael would read Parshas Balasachah and remember, 
Vatedaber Miriam. And Miriam spoke Lashon Hara. Miriam Mitzaras Kashaleg. And Miriam turned white with Tsaras. How would you feel if your sin would be written in the front lines of the newspaper and then your punishment would be written in the front lines of the newspaper or printed in a book? That would be bad enough. But Miriam's sin was written in the Torah. Yikes! But kids, just like the rest of the Torah, is to teach us Hashem's wisdom. So Miriam's sin became part of Torah. There are lessons that we need to know. Hashem is teaching us his wisdom. Did Miriam rebel? Did Miriam say, It's not fair. I didn't do such a bad thing. How could you embarrass me like that? No. She understood that all punishments come from her caring and loving father, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He doesn't hate her, Chas Shalom. The punishment is there to help her. So Miriam accepted her punishment. She probably thought, wow, I was really wrong for saying what I said about my little brother Moshe. No, my big brother. I didn't realize that Moshe was so great. Oh, I spoke Lashon Hara. I feel so bad. That's probably what Miriam thought. Thank you, Hashem, for punishing me. Kids, how do I know that Miriam didn't rebel? Because that would have made her a Russia to think that Hashem made a mistake, that Hashem was wrong what he did. Chas v'shalom. Never think that. How do I know that Miriam stayed at Sadekis? Because for another 38 years, the B'nai Yisrael drank from Miriam's miracle well. And when Miriam died 38 years later, Hashem kissed her neshama away. It's called Misas Neshika. Miriam was too holy for the Malacham mothers to take away her neshama. Hashem had to do it himself, just like he was going to kiss away Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama. This privilege of Misas Neshika is only for the biggest tzaddikim. So, children, what's the Musar lesson here? If you ever get punished, think of Miriam. You can cry, but accept your punishment. When you calm down, dry your tears, and go over to your father for a hug and say, Thank you, Abba, for my patch and for my teeth brush. Thank you.